Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. Well, we've been started on a series called Life Hacks for the Christian Life. Last week we talked about your sacred body. This week we're going to talk about your sacred soul. Um, your body is really important in your spiritual formation, um, and Obviously, your soul is as well. Now, I'm going to cover a pile of material this morning. And some of you are going to think, I'm going to forget a lot of this. So the manuscript will be on the website tomorrow for this. So you can check that out if you would like, uh, like to do that. Normally, as we talk about, uh, as I, I speak, normally I will take one uh, passage of Scripture and I would work through it and, and talk through it. I'm not going to do that this morning just because... The soul is such a big topic, and, and it's all over the place in terms of where the, what Scripture is, but we are going to camp on one particular verse that Jesus said. What would it profit a person if he gained the whole world but loses his soul? What should one give in exchange for his soul? We will take a look at that in a few moments. Now, it's really important. When, when I talk about the soul, last week we talked about the body. I... I don't want you to think of your soul as a separate part of you where you have your body here and your soul here. We're all one together. You are an embodied soul. You can't take one without the other. And the, the word soul is used a lot in our culture. You know, you have soul man and soul music. And, and if you take a look at Spotify, there are all kinds of songs written about the soul. But it is seldom understood, and I think it is not all that well understood in church uh, either. We often talk about definition of the soul as our mind, our will, and our emotions, and, and that's, that's a good rough definition, but the soul is eternal. When the, the body dies, the soul doesn't. Sometimes the Bible lumps the soul and the spirit together. Other times it, it separates it, but they're intimately connected. Sometimes the soul and the heart are talked about as the same thing. Sometimes they're talked about as different things. But there's a whole lot of things that can happen to our soul. You heard Psalm 42 read. Let's just take a look at that again. Look at what the soul does. My soul pants. My, my soul thirsts for God. There's in you is this wiring of the soul that you thirst for God. I pour out my soul, is what David said, uh, and, and just a, a sense of, of yeah, I'm, I pour out my soul, and you're expressing, you can express what's going on in your soul. My soul can be downcast. Some of you felt that, where it's not just your mind, not just your will, it's just there, there's this downcastness. And the whole psalm, psalmist here, he, he's talking about why is he downcast, and he repeats that over again. Your soul can be disturbed, you, you see in verse 5, why are you so disturbed within me? And, and sometimes you've had restless nights, and, and you've woken up in the middle of the night, and you know that your soul is disturbed within you. Your soul can hope. He's talking to you, his soul, and he says, put your hope in God. You're, you're yet going to... Praise him. He's talking to his soul. You can talk to your own soul. Isn't that amazing? You can, can talk to your soul and say, yeah, soul, get it together. Put your hope in God. My soul is downcast in me, 
he says. He goes on. He, he goes on and says, this is part of what the soul... There, there are some, so many things that the soul can do. Remember Psalm 23? The soul can be led beside still waters and he restores my soul. Soul can be lifted up or cast down. Souls can wait, rejoice, sleep, be satisfied, love, hate, tremble, be humbled, embittered. Soul can be full of trouble. Ruth Haley Barton says, your soul is the you that exists beyond any role that you play, any job that you perform, any relationship that seems to define you, or any notoriety or success that you may have achieved. It is part of you. It's a part of you that longs for, for more of God than you have right now. James Bryan Smith says, our, our soul see, seeks harmony, uh, wants to share deeply with one another, yearns to be free from practices that harm us. The, the, the soul longs for integrity, to show on the outside who they are on the inside. Your soul is... It's the essential you. It's the, your soul is the unique you that God has made. Is any wonder that Jesus said in Matthew 16, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, take up the cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it, but whoever loses their life for me will find it. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world they forfeit their soul. Well, what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? Jesus is saying, there is nothing more valuable to you than your soul. There's nothing. Nothing more valuable to you than your soul. It would be a bad deal to trade in a trillion dollars for your soul. But... What you need if you want to gain your soul is follow me. Reality is this. Many people, including many people who follow Jesus, don't take care of their soul. They, there's nothing more valuable than their soul, and yet they don't take care of it. More than sometimes we, we, we as Christians get confused with the things that the world teaches there are many in our world who are into self-improvement. So you go to Chapters Bookstore and you'll, you'll find a large self-help self section. But self-improvement is different than soul improvement. Now there's some overlap there, but, but they're not the same thing. This morning I, I want to implant in you a vision for soul improvement. To do that, I'm going to uh, use some material from a guy by the name of James Bryant Smith. He, he wrote this wonderful uh, series of books on discipleship. Uh, one's called The Good and Beautiful God and The, the, good, and, and, uh, uh, the, the good and Beautiful Community. Uh, the last one's called The Good and Beautiful You, and I'm taking some of the material from this. Smith says there's, there's ten things that our soul cannot endure. Ten things. Harm to our body, feeling unwanted, guilt, shame, disconnection from God, boredom, sin, being victimized, meaningless, non-existence. 
Let me just quickly walk through these things with you. When our bodies are harmed or mistreated, our souls hurt as well. If someone hurts you or abuses you, you are going to feel it in your soul. Your body and your soul are connected. Our souls, they don't deal well with feeling unwanted or unwelcome. When we're rejected, there is a pain in our soul because where our soul was created to feel love and acceptance by God and by others. Our souls don't endure guilt or shame well. We feel shame because of who we are. We feel guilt because of what we can have done. Some may feel shame because they come from the wrong side of the tracks or they come from a certain demographic or they come from, uh, they just feel altogether bad about themselves all the time. Shame. Guilt is, I've broken the law, God's law. I feel guilt, there's a weight on my soul. And our soul doesn't do well with either of those. Disconnection from God, that, that just deadens our soul. Our soul cannot stand deadness and boredom. Um, the boredom that I'm talking about is more than standing in a grocery store and just waiting in line and waiting in line. Um, it comes from a life that was not part of something exciting or meaningful or purposeful or adventurous. Our soul longs for, for this, and it is hurt when it's not that. That's why prison is a, is a, um, a punishment. And you know what? If you're bored, a Netflix marathon isn't going to do it for you. Souls can and cannot endure sin. Even a sin that's pleasurable for the season lays a weight on our soul. God is against sin not because he's a killjoy, but because sin hurts us. Our soul hates being victimized. Our soul hates seeing ourselves as the victim. Our soul wants, wants to own its own story, if you would. It, it wants to be able to make choices that allow us to write our own life uh, and uh, tell our own story and, and make choices that are right and good. Our souls hate meaninglessness, purposelessness, and they hate non-existence, the idea that we die and there's nothing. Our souls weren't built to, to handle that. We don't do well thinking we'll cease to exist. Now from that list, you might gather what the soul needs. Here's 10 things uh, that, that God's created for the longing of your soul. So the first one is to see my body is sacred. Talked about that last week. If you weren't here, I encourage you to go on YouTube and catch that one. Your soul wants to be wanted and desired, to be loved without condition, to be intimately connected with, to God, to be uh, forgiven forever, to be alive and empowered to adventure, to, to be holy, to be virtuous, to own our own story, to be, to be called to a life of purpose, 
and to be glorified and live forever. See, our souls and our bodies are connected, as I said. You can catch that last week. Second, our, our souls long to be wanted, to, to be desired. We want people to want us as we are. When you feel accepted and loved for who you are, there's a gladness of soul that takes place, and it's just really good. Along with that, we want to be loved without condition. We like it when people show appreciation for what we have done, but our soul longs to be loved for who we are. We want to be loved without having to perform or accomplish something. We want to be loved just for being us. Our souls long to be intimately connected to God. And as the psalmist puts it, my, my, as the deer pants after water, so my soul longs after you. We long for a connection that's deep and personal and abiding and, and that's evident in all the areas of our lives. This, this is where we long to see God in our daily lives as we walk through nature, as we see a piece of art, as we hear a good story. God wants to connect with us all over the place and, and we long for that. Our soul longs for that. Soul also longs for forgiveness. Sin is a burden in our hearts. We're not meant to carry Yet we all carry that burden. When we find release from that burden is when we find true forgiveness. Our heart sings. Our souls were long to be truly alive. We want adventure. We want meaning. We want um, we want to live lives that are not boring. Uh, we're designed to have a life that you get up in the morning and you say, yeah, let's go for it, right? Our souls reject sin and long for holiness. Um, we long to be the kind of person in our heart, holy, virtuous. We want to be the kind of stand-up person that God... Uh, that we have in our own mind of what, what it means to be that kind of person. And our soul longs for that. Eighth, our, our soul longs for meaning. We, we want to do what matters, um, and we want to write our own story uh, in such a way where we make decisions that matter. Uh, we want to write our own story. We want our lives to matter in our families or in our work or in our church. We, we long for meaning... Uh, we want to live a life that goes beyond just my comfort right now. Our souls are wired to make the world a better place, and so uh, we're called to a, a life of a purpose. Uh, we, we have a calling, each of us do, and, and, and as long as we use our gifts and our talents to make the world a better place, our, our soul is happy, but if we feel like we're just a cog in the wheel and we don't matter, our souls will hurt. And last, we long for eternal life. We, we long, we know this life is short. And we long for a life that's beyond this one because we know we're not in heaven yet. Pretty sure of that. Well, we looked at what our, our souls are not built to endure and we looked at what our souls long for, right? I don't know about you, but like, I mean, you look through this and there's not a whole lot of surprises, right? Like, I mean, you kind of know this. It's, it's helpful to have it all listed out. Um, we intuitively get this. 
even those people who don't follow Jesus intuitively get this at, at some level, at least most of it. But what happens is that these longings of the souls, they become malformed. They, they get malformed in us. And, and so our souls get malformed. Our, our soul longs to see our body as sacred, but there are people who some would call health nuts or gym rats who whole life revolves around their body. And they spend hours and hours and hours in the gym every day, and all they can talk about is the next cleanse or the benefits of antioxidants. And, and they see this longing in their soul for their body to be sacred, but that longing becomes warped because the soul becomes all about the body. Some see the longing the, of our soul to be desired and wanted, but it gets warped. When it gets warped, some will dress provocatively. They want to be desired, and they'll use their sexuality towards that end. I'm convinced that this longing to be desired is the drive behind a lot of social media influencers. Many people long to connect to God, but... That longing sometimes heads in strange directions. And that's where you'll get responses like, oh, I'm a spiritual person. But it's often a strange spirituality. We know we need to be forgiven, but it's, it's really interesting that right now what happens if we have the sense of weight of guilt on our soul what we try to do now, that instead of being forgiven, forgiven, we try to rationalize that it was all right, that nothing's wrong, that every choice that I've made is good, and, and, and you know, of course, I, I, I wouldn't do anything really wrong or sinful. People want adventure. Our souls are wired for that. But some people center their whole life around extreme sports and become adrenaline junkies doesn't get them to where they want. We want to own our own story. But sometimes when we do that and it gets warped, it's life becomes all about me. We want a life of purpose. But if you're not grounded, then you just kind of go for the cause of the day. You get your, the idea your soul needs these things. They were wired into you by God, but... If you take the good gifts that are given to you by God and they're warped, then our soul gets warped. That's what most sin is, taking good and warping it towards what's wrong. But if you want to live well, the key to, to living your life under the direction of God, you, you need to understand that he understands what you need for your soul to really thrive. God gets what you need. Not only that, but, but he's provided for what you need. Let me give you a picture of our souls in Christ. Our souls in Christ. Uh, in Christ, I'm a, a sacred member of Jesus' body. In Christ, I'm wanted. In Christ, I am loved. In Christ, I am connected to God. In Christ, I'm forgiven. In Christ, I'm alive and empowered to adventure. In Christ, I'm holy. In Christ, I'm the owner of my own story. In Christ, I'm called. In Christ, I'm hidden and glorified. And we'll spend life forever with him in heaven. 
many of you have been walking for Jesus a long time, none on that list shocks you, right? It's one of those things where you know that you're a member of the body of Christ. You know that Jesus wants you. You know you're loved. You know you're connected to God. You, you know you're forgiven. You know you're alive and that he wants to empower you towards adventure. You, you, you know that he's come to make you holy and to, to allow you to live your life as you were made to live it, choosing to follow him. You're called with a purpose. So let me put these things together for you. See, our soul can't endure harm to our bodies because our soul longs to see that our body is sacred. Jesus comes and says, you're part of my body. It's sacred. And I've made you a temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body's sacred. Again, refer to last week. Our soul cannot f- endure feeling unwanted. And, and the longing of our soul is to be wanted and desired and in Jesus I want you to know that Jesus wants you. Your soul doesn't do well with shame. And Jesus says, it, it, our longing of our soul is to be loved without condition. And Jesus says, I love you right where you're at right now. You don't have to do anything to come to me. I want to take you from where you're at right now. I love you. I see so much in front of you that I have for you. Our soul can't endure disconnection from God. We long to be connected to God and Jesus. In Jesus, I can abide in him. That's what our discipleship's all about. Guilt, to be forgiven forever. And in Christ, I am forgiven. Boredom, we long to, to be made alive and to take part in an adventure. And I'm alive and I'm empowered to adventure by Jesus. He doesn't want you to have a boring life. Sin, Call you, our souls long for holiness and virtue. He's made a way for you to be holy. Victimization is what our soul hates. We want to own our own story. In Christ, he says, yeah, you're free. Through the sunsets free, you're free indeed. Meaninglessness, he's called you to a life of purpose. You are indeed called. Non-existence, to be glorified and live forever. I'm hidden and I'm glorified in Christ. The world, if you try to get the world to satisfy your soul, it's going to come up short. You'll get bits and pieces. You'll have, you know, it'll take you a step forward in this area or that area. I'm not saying that all self-help books are bad. Just not, they're not the complete picture. You know more than what the self-help books would say. If you're looking for the world to satisfy your soul, you'll find people may or may not love you. People may or may not reject you. But in Christ, you're loved. In Christ, you've been given what you need. Most of the advertising we see today is uh, you need a product or service to satisfy your soul. Don't buy the lie of the world. Lanny Wolf uh, wrote a song that speaks to this truth. He says, the, the world will try to sa- satisfy the longing in your soul. You may search the wide world over, but you'll just be as before. 
You'll never find true satisfaction until you found the Lord, for only Jesus can satisfy your soul. It's the truth of that. Only Jesus can satisfy your soul. Only he can change your heart and make you whole. He'll give you peace you never knew, sweet love, joy, and heaven too, for only Jesus can satisfy your soul. I know this. You know this. But sometimes I forget it, and I imagine sometimes you forget it too. But I want to remind you of it again. Jesus said, What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? Or what can anyone give in exchange for their soul? There's nothing more valuable to you than to your, than your soul. And yet often we neglect it. We, we get our to-do list and we need to get the next job done and it just seems that we get on this treadmill of life and we forget our soul. And sometimes it's even worse than that. We take a look at our soul and it's a little scary. It's downcast, it's hurting, it's distressed. and Let's just put that on the shelf. We'll ignore that. But there's nothing more valuable to you than your soul. Jesus says, what good would it be for someone to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? What can anyone give in exchange for their soul? It's a bad deal to gain your to-do list done and your soul neglected. It's a really bad deal. So what I'm calling you to do is to learn to live with your soul in mind. Take time for your soul. Take time with Jesus who can satisfy your soul. Take time to learn how he's wired you in your soul because your soul is different than mine. We have the same longings. We have the same things that repulse us, but we're all wired different. And what you seek as an adventure and what I seek as an adventure is something very, very different. Be the kind of person who works to fill the longing of your soul with Jesus. God created longings of our soul. Here's what I want you to know. You have a soul. It's the most valuable thing that you own. If you were to trade a trillion dollars for it, it would be a bad deal. Imagine. Imagine owning a $10 million home and then neglecting it, not maintaining it. The roof leaks, but you don't fix it. The heat quits, quits in winter and the pipes burst, but you don't do anything about it. Mice get in and you don't do anything about that and they overrun the place. We wouldn't neglect a property we see as valuable. We wouldn't consider neglecting a car we see as valuable. But the most valuable thing you have is your soul. It's amazing. Don't neglect it. Think the most apt metaphor, and some of you will get this, is for taking care of your soul is gardening. It takes a lot of time to garden. Getting the water right and the fertilizer right and the weed right, it's one part science and one part art. And there's a lag between when you sow and when you reap. You can't say I'm I'm going to do all the work for one 
season this week. And so you go and you weed your garden, you water your garden, you fertilize your garden, and then you just go away and come back in October and say, I hope for the best. Doesn't work. Doesn't work for your soul either. This is an ongoing thing. Your soul is valuable. It needs ongoing maintenance. Sometimes it needs real healing. Sometimes God will show you parts of your soul. But here's what I know. In Christ, you have what you need for your soul to thrive. Let me pray. Lord, help us to take care of our souls for only then can we really live all in the way that you've made us to be. Jesus, forgive us when we have neglected our soul and neglected you. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all the needs of our soul and more. Lord, I recognize that our Christian life isn't all about us. But Lord, you want us you came and you died for us, that we would be all that you called us to be, that we would glorify you, body, soul, and spirit. So I'm praying, Lord, that we would live in such a way where our souls would lift you up and glorify you. I pray for people, Lord, who are feeling broken and hurting, and they know their soul is a disaster right now. I'm praying, Lord, that you would meet them right where they're at. And that you would give them hope that you're able to bring healing and wholeness. And I'm praying for those, Lord, who are, they just get the inkling, yeah, I let, I let the garden of my soul go to weeds. Lord, step in and help them weed the garden. In Jesus' name I pray. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.